Physical activity reduces risk of chronic disease. Hi, welcome to your Physionic Brief. Research out of Westmead Institute for Medical Research followed people, and no, I don't mean literally followed, but more so checked in with people over a 10-year span. Over those 10 years, if a person engaged in over 5,000 metabolic equivalent units, or METs, per week had a great reduction in the risk of multiple chronic diseases. To give you a bit of context, the World Health Organization recommends 600 METs, which is equivalent to 150 minutes of walking or 75 minutes of running per week. So if a person runs around an hour and a half a day, they would meet that 5,000 MET level. As for what I think, I can safely say that there are very few individuals that are that active. And I don't want you walking or running away from this brief thinking that you need to achieve this level of activity to see benefit. This is not the case. Up to a point, physical activity has an inverse dose-response relationship with chronic illness, meaning the more physical activity you engage in, the lower your risk will be. So some will have an effect, more will have greater effect, and so on. Question of the day. How much exercise do you engage in per week? With that said, my name's Nick, and I will see you tomorrow. Hiccups, a sign of deeper health issues? Hi, welcome to your Physionic Brief. Annoying as they are, hiccups could be a symptom of greater medical issues. To be clear, the acute hiccups people get after a big meal or drinking something carbonated is not what we are discussing here. I'm referring to long-standing, longer than 30 days of hiccups. Since 4,000 people are hospitalized each year due to hiccups, intractable hiccups, that's long-standing hiccups, triggers have been investigated. Some of the discovered triggers have been as odd as arthritis around the sternum and blood clots. This does not mean all intractable hiccups are caused by life-altering issues, just that some that have been investigated may have turned out that way. Putting aside how insanely aggravated I would be to have hiccups for a month or more, I wouldn't read much into this personally. Hiccups are caused by spastic contractions of the diaphragm, and we have no real idea why it occurs. So finding particular instances related to more severe issues is likely in the minority. Don't go freaking out about a momentary bout of hiccups. Question of the day, what is the longest you've had hiccups? What did you do to get rid of them? With that said, my name is Nick, and I will speak with you tomorrow. Botox, move aside, aging reversed, sort of. Hi, welcome to your Physionic Brief. Research from the University of Alabama has shown the ability to eliminate wrinkled skin and hair loss with aging. Yes, that's correct. 
no more visible signs of aging. They did this by restoring the function of mitochondria in the affected tissue by re-establishing the function of a gene. Fascinatingly, the mouse, previously wrinkled and having lost masses of hair, returns only in a few weeks back to an indistinguishable, healthy, young-looking mouse. They also investigated other organs, but found the most prominent effect in skin alone. Pretty incredible. If you haven't seen the picture of the transformation, I encourage you to look at it on the physionic timeline. Of course, as with anything in animal models, we need to reserve excitement, but from a pure geekiness perspective, that is pretty damn cool. Having a creature age before your eyes and then reversing the aging back to its near former self, now keep in mind this does not reverse aging itself, just the aesthetics, the visual of aging. Question of the day. If a treatment like this were available for, say, $100,000, would you do it? That said, my name's Nick, and I will speak with you tomorrow. Caffeine blunts hunger in limited way. Hi, welcome to your Physionic Brief. While drinking coffee is commonplace, there is yet another benefit of consuming caffeine in the morning, specifically during breakfast. If a person consumes caffeine during breakfast, they are prone to consuming 10% less calories than if they avoided caffeine. However, this effect does not persist beyond the first meal and people made up the calories later in the day. The researchers then concluded caffeine was not a good weight loss supplement due to its transient effects. Here's where I disagree with the researchers. Although I understand their viewpoint within the scope of the study, if a person consumes caffeine for the majority of their day, as many people do, then that effect is pushed throughout the day, presumably. So the reduced intake of calories may have a more profound impact if it is allowed to continue longer. That said, caffeine alone is not going to lead to weight loss, even if a person eats the exact same as they have before. But it is interesting to see the potential appetite suppressant impact of the molecule. Question of the day, do you drink coffee in the morning? If so, do you feel it helps stave off hunger? With that said, my name is Nick and I will see you next time.